0: Raymond Reddington of talk shows ticking off his blacklist one by one it's the John McMullen show on the iHub Network okay I can't promise you that I'm not going to use dirty words in this hour my friends no and we do try and keep this as family friendly as we can on this program for instance, I'm going to I'm going to say it's not a four-letter word, but it may as well be when I mention a name Marjorie Taylor Green. Today I want to bestow upon her the Human Trash Award of the Day because of something that she did in the Halls of Congress and her whole presence in Congress since she arrived from Georgia has been bad enough, but What she did now, to me, is like the final straw that broke the camel's back, and it is time to throw her ass out of Congress. She, deciding that she was there on some sort of moralistic high ground for her constituents, a spat broke out between two congressional neighbors, and it gets real personal here. First, Illinois Democrat Marie Newman put a transgender pride flag outside of her office, just steps away from the office of Georgia Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, who everybody is now calling MTG. And that was after Greene called a new LGBTQ rights bill, which did pass the House today, an attack on God's creation. And Newman has a transgender daughter. And after the flag went out, Green posted a sign outside of her office that read, There are two genders, male and female. Trust the science. So I decided to invite a longtime friend of the family here, somebody who used to host a regularly scheduled daily talk show on the iHub radio platform. Laura Meeks, she is a life coach and helps a lot of people across the Coachella Valley. And I thought I would bring her in to talk with us about it because she's one of the smartest trans activists that I know. Laura made a big transition herself after flying bomber jets in the United States Air Force. And she transitioned. She is a transgender woman who lives here with her wife and family and she is as well knowledgeable on these matters as anybody I know, so I thought who better to call and talk to on a day that I'm as pissed off as I am about this. How about you, Laura?
1: <laughs> well, thanks for the wonderful introduction. I it's good to be back. The Laura Meek Show used to be a daily thing, but now we come back when we need to and I'm happy to be here uh, under this event, this is, this, these are very very interesting times. It's a good time to have a lot of interesting conversation. Uh, I have to say, I too am uh, a little bit charged by uh, MJT. Miss <laughs> Green, we'll call her MTG. Uh, MTG. Uh, I was made aware earlier today that uh, of her. Ah, uh, poster, and and so I followed along during the day to see what exactly was going to happen uh, during this. But um, I'm I'm going to take a little bit of a high road here and and say that although I think sh- what she's doing is abominable, <laughs> it is offering us a chance to get to talk about transgender because there's no doubt in my mind, especially when she posts that sign outside her office that she and probably half of the country are ignorant of the difference between gender and biological sex. And I'll even throw in sexuality as a, as a third thing. This is something that I've dealt with my whole life and there's a lot of pieces to this puzzle that we can talk about today. So I'm happy to be here. Uh, is, where do you want to start on a subject so complex as this?
0: Well, y- you kind of brought it up there in the s- sense that this alphabet soup known as LGBTQIA Plus 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 <laughs> plus. You know, we're I, gonna I mean, get all the
1: letters it, in
0: there. It soon. It, it soon enough, there will be all the letters because it will be discriminatory to keep any of the other twenty uh, of the twenty-six in the in the alphabet out. I think, but <laughs> but the fact of the matter is is that they all do represent uh. different aspects that collectively, you know, together they are. Uh, Definitely a, a what we consider to be a, a powerhouse community in terms of getting awareness, but still, unbelievably to me, it the fact that there still isn't anti discrimination policies on the books permanently for all of these designations blows my mind. That we are still, when you consider the accomplishments that we have seen over the last 20 years. The fact that we still are working towards the Equality Act in Congress kind of blows my mind. And today, it kind
1: of blows my mind. Today they approved
0: that in the House, but it's it very likely will get shot down when it gets to the Senate. So let's start by having you break down, uh, you know, as as you see it, the the differences in the conversation with regards to gender uh, to uh, physical sexuality and to a uh, person's uh, sexual orientation.
1: Okay, well, I have a, I have an easy way to describe this to people when and I have to tell you I've I've been dealing this with for a long long time and and people one of the things historically that we have done in error is is historically we have equated the term sex, biological sex with gender. And we for centuries, we've always thought, well, those are two of the same things. your gender, male or female, or your sexuality is male or female. And it's not the same. <laughs> so here's how I say it. Biological sex is your chromosomes. Sexuality, human sexuality is who you want to go to bed with and gender is who you want to go to bed as. <laughs> so okay. so in, my, in my world, so being gay or lesbian means you have a sexuality, that's a, a sexuality issue where you choose partners of the same biological sex. Gender on the other hand is a social construction of who we interact as in society.
0: Is this why fact, we? I'll, is this uh, Laura? Is this why we now see people referring with these different terms, and you see them describe themselves, and they'll have following, uh, you know, uh, maybe their orientation. They will say, you know, he slash him slash his uh, or they oh slash no. yes. Oh, no. yeah, well, How, I mean, I, is, no, I'm kind of thrown for is, a loop by this.
1: Well, many people aren't, and, and, and it's becoming more common, but here, here is what that's trying to get at. That's trying to get at gender identity. So who who do I want you to recognize me as being? Now, on the bare face, if you're talking to, to MTG and her followers, the, the, the kind of their simplistic answer to all of life is very binary and they want black and white up and down in and out and male and female there's just two we don't we don't want to have all this confusion there's no gray area we just it's just basically
0: it's him her he she and that's it right? right
1: so the issue the issue then becomes and i'll use myself as an example I'm a transgender woman, I interact, my gender is female, and I interact into the world as a female. Now, you see me (laughs) a lot. I think most people, if you met me at the restaurant, you would think I'm female, just like any other female, and you wouldn't have a chance, you You wouldn't have a challenge to say she or her.
0: No, you'd simply look at you and you'd say, wow, I bet she plays for the WNBA.
1: Yes, that's a very common. It's like, wow, you're sure. This happened this weekend. It's like, wow, you sure are tall. It's like, yeah, I am. They, but, but there are. There's a gray area. There's a gray area, and I have to say that if you saw me in my early years of transition, well, there's a certain maleness to my height and the way I walked and and to wear my hair. So even though I'm interacting as a female, you might not just naturally say she. And so the whole concept of announcing your pronouns on your email or on your name badge or things like that where people can see is to alert them to who you, how you would like to be addressed. Now, let me put that in perspective for you. Okay. As a male to female trans person who who made a transition, in the early days, it was very common for me to get CERD. So even though I'm wearing a dress and I've got long hair and earrings, and I think I look female. Part of the challenge in the early days was my voice was not quite as female sounding, and so... People would look at me and say, "Well, sir, you need to sign your check here." It's like, do I look like a sir? It's like right. you're apparently confused. So that the pronouns is is very important because I have to tell you, the thing that that would make me feel the most discriminated against, the the thing that strikes my little heart and makes me want to cry is if you trust me as him, he, or his. Because that, that means one of two things. One is I'm not coming across in my preferred gender, or you're an asshole and you're trying right. to piss me off by misgendering me by my pronouns. Now, again, I think, you know, in a workplace or in a social situation, To misgender somebody like that hurts. So I'll leave it it there. It's time for a commercial.
0: Yes, indeed. And when we come back, I'm going to mention that there has been a gender-neutral rebranding of a very popular toy and how that plays into all of this discussion as well. Stay with us. This is the John McMullen Show. We're talking with Laura Meeks. And we're talking about gender and gender based discrimination on Capitol Hill in the Equality Act conversation that has been taking place up there with our lawmakers. They passed the bill today in the U.S. House of Representatives. It now goes on to the Senate where it faces a much tougher fight. Stay with us. This is iHub Radio. you thought he was a douche before he had a couple of clots in his brain, you should hear him now. John McMullen on the iHub Network. And we're talking with Laura Meeks. She is a life coach and also a transgender activist here in our community, and she's helping us to understand better, I think, what's going on on Capitol Hill, why the need for an Equality Act, and also... The short-sighted behavior of a Georgia congresswoman who has acted out in, I think, an extraordinarily insensitive and un-American way by um, basically calling transgender people an abomination. She is an abomination uh, on our entire uh, way of life here in the United States of America. Uh, anyway, thank you for being with us, Laura, and anyone who'd like to join the conversation can do so at five four four eight two five five. That's area code seven six zero, of course seven six zero five four four eight two five five. So I mentioned right before we left, cut away, um, that there was a story that broke today, this afternoon, <laughs> on the wire service, and I couldn't believe it because the, the timing of it. Right before you and I were going to talk, I thought, oh, my. Um, But this is what it says. Don't worry, kids. Mr. Potato Head isn't going anywhere. It was revealed Thursday, that would be today, that the iconic toy is becoming gender neutral. But Hasbro has since cleared up confusion, saying this only affects branding on the box, The company wants to make sure that all feel welcome in the uh, potato head uh, world, and that includes selling a new play set this fall so that children can create their own type of potato families, including two moms or two dads. The Mr. and Mrs. versions are still going to be sold, um, but what I kind of worry about is when you have people like Marjorie Taylor Greene they're going to jump all over a story like this, and they're going to go see what they're trying to do. They're all trying to become so damn politically correct and all that. And I wonder, are we becoming so politically correct in an effort to make everybody feel the inclusiveness, or have we not gone far enough? Your thoughts?
1: Hey, that's a great—I I, I looked this up while we were on the break. And I, first of all, hey you got to have a little bit of a sense of humor to live uh, on this planet. Right. Earth. <laughs> and, and so I have to say, you know, the thing about this, Mr. Potato Head has, can be constructed. I mean, the whole point of Mr. Potato Head, and if you're as old as I am, you can remember back when they were just plastic parts you put on a real potato <laughs> instead of getting the plastic potato right. that comes with the toy. I But the whole issue is, is there's eyes and ears and mouths and hair and all the other things that make up a person or an entity. And you can create Mr. Potato Head in any fashion that you want. Always have been able to do that. So for them to just say, look, this is the Potato Head toy (laughs) and... It's not necessarily a Mr. or a Mrs., although they are still selling the Mr. and the Mrs. version. I don't necessarily think that's going too far. And I think it does point out just the generic fact that there's nothing gendered about a potato. <laughs> <laughs> you know? it, it, I mean, if the, if these scientists are going to go deep, you know, that, one of the, the challenges that I have with uh, Representative Green saying that. that she says, there's only two genders, trust the science. Well, truth of life is, the science, I have spent years and years reading books about gender, and the natural world is filled with with males and females and hybrids and, and uh, all kinds of mixes of gender in the natural world. So to think that humans are somehow black and white is kind of kind of a, a scientific misnomer so the the piece that i really dislike about what she did was is she's 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 misquoting trust the science in kind of a propagandist way to make her followers feel that there is a factual science background and Laura, and it's a, tw-
0: it's a twist. You bring up a really good point. I mean, that there's all sorts of differences in all sorts of ways about all sorts of things about all sorts of people on this planet, and that can, you know, be even when you start to look at people who are like on the spectrum, and uh, as opposed to people who are are not, and they're talking about new, less offensive terms for those people now, too, so that you don't have to make them seem or feel so—and pardon me for using this word, I don't mean to use it in the pejorative—but queer, different. Right. Um, And I kind of wonder why it is that people feel so threatened by people who identify as transgender or lesbian or gay or (laughs) bisexual— compared to anyone else. I mean, it it just seems odd to me that people would find those things, and fortunately a lot of younger people today don't, but that so many people find those things as a reason to not like somebody. I I
1: agree. Well, when we come back from the break, we can talk (laughs) talk about that. I've got some thoughts on that as well.
0: Great. Laura Meeks is our guest. Thanks for being here on the John McMullen Show. NBC News headlines next, and then more of this conversation. say he's not right in the head. You will be the decider. This is the John McMullen Show from the iHub Network. We're visiting with transgender activist and life coach, Laura Meeks. And before we go on, Laura, let me give you an opportunity. Uh, do you want to share a website or anything with folks so that they know oh, how absolutely. to reach out to you? Absolutely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Would. Um, you can reach me at flyhighliving.com. My email is laura at flyhighliving.com, and I'm going to plug our new book. We've got a new book coming out called Loving Without Limits, which talks about uh, the gender journey that my wife and I have been on uh, from B-52 bomber pilot into uh, masterful life coach. So it should be a good read. I'm enjoying writing it, and uh, that should come out later at the end of this year, I think. So, oh,
0: good. Keep, we'll, your, eyes, we'll keep definitely your eyes peeled. Have you back Great. to talk about that when that comes out as well? That sounds interesting. Uh, I already kind of know some of that story, but yeah, I'll look forward know. to reading it as you put it. <laughs> the story. So, so, so before is good. before we went to the break, we were uh, talking about a whole bunch of different stuff and kind of, I I guess, cued things up. I, what I'd like to do is have you. Talk for a moment about those things that we were uh, just discussing right before the break and and get into talking with us uh, about why this bill that uh, passed the House of Representatives today, the Equality Act, why it's so important at this point in time.
1: Well, one, I think the value of having somebody like me on the show is, is that it puts it in a personal perspective. Sure. and. Think about this, I spent uh, the first 50 years of my life and 20 years of my youth in the military, flying B-52s and guarding this country for the freedom that we all have. Then after I retire, I make a gender transition. Now before, before I retired, I would have been in the most privileged class available. I was a tall, white, college-educated military officer and pilot of the United States Air Force. There is not one door in America or in the world that, that was not open as an opportunity to me. Now, I transition and become a transgender woman, and all of a sudden, you're telling me that it is illegal in, I think, 36 states for me to own a home or to, to uh, I think there's 20-some states that that if I walk into work and you recognize that I'm transgender, that you can fire me merely for being transgender. And I'm thinking, no, wait a second. No. 15 years ago, I was this tall white guy that you would give your whole life to and trust nuclear weapons to, and now all of a sudden that I'm transgender, all of a sudden I have no rights? I you, Somehow I've, I've I've lost all that. I, all the work I did to protect your freedom is gone. There, and I think when you realize that this idea of us and them—that there's normal people and then there's these transgender people—and they 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 don't deserve to have <clears throat> have basic rights to, to to own a home, to to rent a house, to have a job. Uh, to get health care, all of a sudden, all of those rights are gone. Somehow we're in a class that, that doesn't even deserve normal human rights. It's like, what? Are, and like you say, I'm just flabbergasted in some regard when I look back and think we've been working on this for 40 years. We're, just, I mean, think how long it took women to get the vote for, uh, you know, uh, the African American community to get the vote. Uh, they're just—it's—it's. It's, sometimes it seems ridiculous that we play these these games. That there's somehow a difference between you and me and my wife and my child. I mean, in reality, the science—and this is—I'll go back to the science that, <laughs> that Representative Green points out. The science points out that that every human on Earth belongs to one race the human race and that scientifically we're like 99 percent the same so why we make these little groups and then try to make some groups in and some groups out i don't know isn't it because
0: there are certain groups that just simply want to control other groups of people
1: well i I i would wholeheartedly agree my experience has been That, you know, from tribal times forward, there's people that do want to control things. And it's somewhat, uh, you know, and and let me put it in a metaphysical term, because this is one of the things I think has changed in my life is, is when I grew up, I think there was kind of a feeling that there was one pie and we all have to share it. There's like only so much. Uh, oil on the planet and we all have to share it and that there's only so much food and we all have to somehow share it. And I've got mine and if I got mine, you can't, you know, if, if, if you get some, then you have to be taking mine. And in a metaphysical term, I have to tell you that there is no restriction to the size of the pie that if, if I, as a transgender woman get some sort of rights, it's not taking rights away from you <laughs> there's this is not a you know does that make sense to you yes. i mean and, yeah and, and, do
0: you do you think I, do you find because let's look at the reality of this uh they'll filibuster as things stand right now in the Senate and need to have sixty votes to bring this thing to the finish line at the White House for a presidential signature on the Equality Act. Do you think that it is time, or do you think that we should just grin and bear it and keep pushing over and over again in future Congresses, uh, do you think that it's time to squash the filibuster?
1: They, uh, I'm torn on this issue. I, I, yeah, because I, it cuts both ways. Know, it does cut both ways. And, and to me, the bigger issue is this, is... My observation of American politics is we've gone from the founding fathers who felt that a group of educated in, in their day, white male property owners, would be smart enough and educated enough to have reasonable discussion about real policies that happen to affect the whole country. And we've gone from that to what I call Super Bowl mentality. Yeah. We're, we now have two teams in the Super Bowl for the presidency, and and we've become an all or none. I'm, I'm, we're going to put every play, any, any play, no matter how dastardly, it's all about winning, winning, winning. And we're losing sight of the fact that we've got a country to run here. You know, I'm really you know?
0: happy that you said this, because I've felt for so long like I'm one of the few people who uses the NFL as an analogy, because I feel like people treat their politicians like they are their hometown football team, and that it doesn't matter how bad they are, it's my team, so I have to support it.
1: Exactly. And uh, and we have to get past that. We've built that you know we've built this into our system through the uh, you know whether it's through sports or through business or through whatever that that the only thing that counts is winning but in the end we're running a country here right you know you we're not winning you don't win anything by not wearing a mask and killing people we We just went over five hundred thousand that's more then everybody killed in World War II, Vietnam, all the wars we've had since 1940 and we killed all of those people in a year and we're just running around going, yeah, I'm not going to wear a freaking mask it's like, dude, this is not a politics thing this is a thing about our country, we're we're trying to run a country here.
0: And about common sense and common courtesy which I think so many people have lost sight of in this world where it's Everything for themselves, and screw the rest
1: yeah, well, and to me this that 's the whole thing about representative green 's sign is is that she she 's trying to rally her troops around a fictitious thing. She's making stuff up about the science so that they can all agree and that we're going to win against them. Those guys, those trans you know, those LGBTQ people. There, I'm not sure what we're trying to take over, but whatever it is, it's got to be really bad. Well, it's got to be, and, see, and so we're going to force this on you.
0: Yeah, Mary or Marjorie Taylor Greene was not the only disgustamungo uh, member yeah. of the Congress today. Um, although this. Equality Act did pass 224 to 206, and there were three Republicans who joined the Democrats in that vote. Um, Representative Mike Johnson, who uh, is from Louisiana, he's a Republican, he also said something that just was like fingernails down a chalkboard to me. Uh, when I read it. Uh, he said, this is unprecedented. It's dangerous. It's an attack on our first freedom, the, free, uh, the first freedom listed in the Bill of Rights, religious liberty. What a bunch of hogwash that is.
1: I mean, what, what is the religious liberty that, that we're stomping on? Their, their chance to discriminate? Like, right.
0: I, I just, I, you know, I grew up, And mind you, I grew up in the Catholic Church, and I didn't grow up listening to any priest uh, who was hurling fire and brimstone from the pulpit. But at the same time, you know, the Catholic Church has not been the most forward-thinking either, but I (laughs) I never, ever, ever heard them talk from a religious point of view in terms like these. And it just bothers the crap out of me when I see people trying to uh say that it's, you know, okay to take the God hates Vegs quote unquote uh line of thinking when I was taught that God represents love. So yeah. it, it is such a foreign concept for me to understand this.
1: Well and I think this goes back to a much much bigger uh challenge that America has in in that we we are dividing ourselves and trying to simplify things into you know simplistic terms my part of my challenge and I'm I'm uh, a catholic a, a recovering catholic I guess we would say as well nice. uh, one of my challenges with religion is 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 that they they really want to boil everything down to the ten rules and ten commandments and the, the right and the wrong and the hell and the, you know, one of the things I think is so funny about the Catholics is, is there used to be a binary heaven and hell and then Catholics made purgatory it's like, what? Now we got a gray zone in the middle of <laughs> it. Like, it's like, damn you guys, they are making this more complex than we need to be. But it, it, this, the country itself has to start figuring out whether we're going to listen to science you know her her statement that science says that this is there's only two it doesn't. If you read the studies, you'll find that it doesn't. But we've got to get past this. I'm going to say anything to win. We have got to get past.
0: That. I, I'm thinking that she's a byproduct of the Georgia school system, and you know <laughs> I feel sorry for her. But uh, there's going to be a lot more to talk about on. On these issues, and I'd love to have you come back, and we can spend some more time talking about them. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Well, I'm happy to be here. Call me again; we'll come back. We absolutely will.
0: Yep. All right, Laura Meeks, thank you for joining us. FlyHighLiving.com—that's the website too to get in touch with Laura. FlyHighLiving.com. I'm John McMullen. This is iHub Radio.